In our series, A String of Pearls, Dutch Buzz contributors speak to people who have made an exceptional contribution to our local community. People whose passion for what they do have had an added value for the city of The Hague. The war in Ukraine has unchained the biggest refugee crisis since the Second World War. Almost three million Ukrainians have sought refuge from Putin's war in neighboring countries, and many have now reached the Netherlands. In The Hague, Katja de Graaf and her family have opened their home to two Ukrainian families and their children. Katja, how did you get involved in lending your home to what is a large number of people? Yes, for me personally, it wasn't possible not to get involved because um, even though I left the country 22, 23 years ago, um, I still have, of course, a lot of connections and uh, community here. Um, I speak the language, I know some of the people, so it was really via via. Uh, it's not the family we knew before. Uh, my my own family um, is in Ukraine and my own uh, relatives luckily are in the west of the country, so for now relatively safe. They're there, but um, yeah, I'm helping complete strangers who just came into my life on, on my way and was sending sent from above. <laughs> and they're, they're in residence in your home. Yes, uh, so there are three women, uh, one more uh, elderly uh, woman, uh, two younger women, mothers, and uh, five kids. Did they know each other? They had known each other in Ukraine, but they are from uh, slightly different um, uh, regions, uh, but they, they, they knew each other, yes, before. But for them, is also, of course, difficult. Um, how long has it been now, and, and how are they coping? It's been two weeks. Um, I think we've settled into some kind of routine, if routine is um, a right word for whatever is happening at the moment. Um, the first, of course, few days were very hectic, very difficult, uh, but we've had lots of help from all around, you know, collecting uh, the small boys, uh, kids as boys, and I have two of my own girls, so I had absolutely nothing in the house for the boys. We had to collect lots of clothes, toys, but also household items like duvets and, and pillows and some of the things we did buy and a lot of things we, we uh, got from other people, which has been absolutely great. And in terms of um, professional help? Yes, absolutely. And the resources are being organized as we speak. Um, of course, um, you know, things have been in flux and the government had to give uh, instructions what and how and, and when. Um, at the moment, uh, well, I've put together a list of, with, with um, help of my friends, a list of resources, immediate resources that pe people can draw on. But of course, uh, psychological help will be available, um, is already available by um, some of the kind of Russian-Ukrainian speakers, uh, residents in, in The Hague. Um, but more coordinated response will come uh, within days. Now, Katya, you, I know you took a week off to, to help the family settle in. How has that impacted on you? Yes, well, my company has been very understanding. Um, they've given me uh, some time off, uh, yeah, the first week to cope uh, with everything. I have not been back to work yet. It's very difficult. It's very hectic because literally I cannot focus on anything that has nothing to do um, with Ukraine and my job really doesn't. I work in, in financial sector, which is affected but not in direct ways. So I find it incredibly difficult to work and they, they, they understood that and um, I think now all resources and all my help and you know my master yeah, ability to speak different languages, um, that's where I need to be. Um, yeah, you speak both Russian and Ukrainian? Yes, I'm bilingual in Russian and Ukrainian, yes. 
Are other people calling on your services at this stage? Yes, definitely. Via via again, I've uh, posted, of course, uh, also some offers. On, there are Facebook groups where I um, gave my uh, details so that people can reach out, especially for those uh, Dutch-speaking uh, hosts who have been incredibly uh, generous offering their help and, and their houses, but they have no connection to the country. They don't speak Ukrainian or Russian. And I know families who communicate literally through yeah, uh, talking into Google Translate and translating it so um, you know and, and some people I, I know of course from the community uh, reached out and asked directly for, to come and help and not only with translation but also maybe clearing out any kind of cultural misunderstandings or yeah whatever arises when uh, completely uh, complete strangers have to share a roof. What are some of the, the typical queries that you're getting? I think a lot of people are worried about, you know, what is the status that are that, that that they get from the Dutch government, and that's in flux at the moment. Um, medical uh, insurance, uh, but also a lot of people, strangely enough, uh, you know, they've come from very very difficult situation, of course, and being bombed, uh, etc. But a lot of people are asking about work because, um, you know, they don't want to be a burden. This is not a culture that is used to any kind of social security and any uh, type of social payments. So people cannot possibly conceive that they will just live in people's houses and not work. So immediate uh, question is, well, how can I get, you know, some income so that I help myself? Um, and, and just, uh, you know, in the household, you know, what do people eat? You know, when do they go to bed? Uh, do we share the same? How do we share the common spaces? You know, do people keep to themselves? Do people do, do things uh, together outside the house? And um, I have to say every family takes their own decisions. Um, it really depends uh, what is the best in each particular situation. So we have to keep an open mind. What does a, a typical day in, in Katja's life look like now? <laughs> My day has been turned upside down completely. I don't have a typical day. I've been, I offer some um, translation services to other people, so I may just go and translate uh, to other families. Um, for my own family, I, I just get organized whatever they need. Um, but as I said, that, that took the first week and now they're more or less settled. Um, I'm trying to, to help in a Russian-Ukrainian school uh, at the moment where um, people have offered services of teachers absolutely free of charge for refugee children. Um, and I, I'm, I'm helping out there. Um, I'm still collecting humanitarian help uh, for other uh, for to, to, to send to Ukraine. I um, collected money for the orphanage in Ukraine where my mother worked for 30 years. Um, so we're trying to organize um, the delivery of what they need through the board. Yeah. What, do you get any news from that quarter, the orphanage? Yes, we did. So they have the, 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 the size doubled. So they now have 85 kids, but the, the capacity is still there. Um, and they may uh, be able to take in more uh, refugees from the east, and that that is still coming. I mean, the the, the, the war, in my view, has not really reached its uh, peak, unfortunately. So I think there will be some 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 more um, refugees coming their way, and you know they are coping, but a lot of things are just not possible to get on the ground. They they have the most immediate um, uh, needs covered. Uh, but, you know, also hopefully for the peaceful time when, when the bombs stop dropping, that they can get their life together and maybe, yeah, get better living conditions um, than they had before. And, and we can help them with that as well. Now, you've taken them in, in, into the heart of your family, uh, yeah, in your home, 
along with your daughters, how how's the family coping, and how are your daughters responding to this, yeah, crisis? It was a shocker at the beginning, of course, uh, also for them. So we had to really talk to the to our children, they're eleven and seven. Uh, explain the situation, explain the need to share and, and go through this together. And uh, they've been incredibly good about that. Um, they they made friends with the children who are staying. They're actually, the children, the refugee children are much younger than ours. And uh, they're kind of, uh, my, my daughters have taken them under their wings, so to speak. Um, and it, it's fine for now, of course. Uh, it's longer term, it, it remains to be seen how that, that goes, because that's, that, that is a lot of people in the house. Um, and, and, you know, my daughters will need to return to normal kind of school and activities um, list at some point. But now we're not yet there. So You mentioned that in terms of education, that there's been quite a good response. Uh, yes, yeah, so the, 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 I think the Dutch schools, uh, some of the Dutch schools are opening their doors to the refugee children already. I think there will be uh, advice from the government uh, how to handle the situation on the ground officially. Um, I know that some schools just allowed children to, to come in already. Um, the school that where, where my um, refugee kids go, they this is a kind of after-school activity, Russian-Ukrainian school, so that's not your regular um, education, not regular on device. But I know that a lot of uh, schools are very, very open about taking in children for now, even without the official government response on that. Your two children speak fluent Ukraine and Russian, or just Russian? They, 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 they speak Russian. We originally spoke Russian as mother tongue is in my family. Um, uh, I speak both, of course, but uh, they speak Russian to the kids, and so far that's, that's, that's okay. What are they hearing about what's happening in Ukraine from other children? Yeah, I think they... Um, they, they um, watch the Yorkshire now religiously. They watch some of the news that we, of course, screen before uh, that are coming from the ground in Russian and Ukrainian. Um, if there, is, there are such horrors that we really need to, to screen what we show and what we tell our children because, you know, at the beginning they were really mortified that the, the bombs will start dropping here and, you know, that, that, that we will go into the war here in the West. Um, so they, they needed to be really reassured and, and calm down. Um, yeah, and I think, um, uh, yeah, they're just, we're not keeping things too much away from them either. So we're trying to find a balance between scaring them, but also telling them it's, it's really horrific on the ground. And uh, the adults now in your household, you, you mentioned that they, they're settling in. Um, do they need special help? Uh, and, and, and how are people responding to that? Well, for now, they um, because they, they are two families, so they don't necessarily need anybody from the outside. But I can imagine if there is one or two people just living in someone's ho- household that they would need connection with other people in a similar situation. And there are resources to, to connect people with each other. So so that, that, that should be fine. But in our, in our household, I think they, they are settled and they just... You know, trying to get their head around, you know, what what is going to happen next? What is the next step? Do they send the children to the Dutch school? Do they wait until the the, the, the atrocities are over and they can actually go back? Because they definitely want to go back. They left, you know, big houses, jobs, uh, schools there. They actually did not lead a poor life there. So they keep talking about everything that they left behind. And that's heartbreaking. And you can see that... You know, they're just waiting for all of this to, to, to stop and for them to go back. But we don't know what's going to happen. We just don't know how long it's going to take. 
Okay, should people um, wish to contact you uh, in terms of uh, you know the, the network that's there and all the useful uh, Facebook groups and and sites, etc., who should they? How should they go about that? Uh, so we put together a list of Facebook groups um, uh, which are ap- very active now uh, from from both sides in the Netherlands. So pe- pe- people can just go and connect uh, through the Facebook groups um, and also lots and lots of websites where people can uh, go and look for information um, and a list of uh, immediate resources like where you can buy the basic medicines and where you can get secondhand clothes and you know a, a hairdresser who is offering their free services. Uh, at the moment and 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 dentist who is um, doing emergency dental treatments um, so that's that's on on one list um, yeah yeah and i can imagine there are many many people in our international community that that feel kind of powerless wanting to help not knowing how um, can they reach you and and other families like yours through through these networks would that be the best yes that would be absolutely the best i mean the facebook groups uh, i'm a member of and they are really incredibly helpful and incredibly people are very resourceful and you you connect uh, one-on-one but you also read through the comments and you can see how people approach dif- with different solutions people have been very resourceful we uh, is there one that you can mention because it's pretty yeah. general Yeah, yeah, so there are four. So there's Ukraine Fluchtelingen NL, that's a Facebook group, a Help Host Ukrainians, that's for the hosts, of course. Um, and a Ukrainian uh, group called Dopomoga Ukrainsam Niederlandach. Katja de Graaf of our international community in The Hague. We are in awe of your commitment and the services you're rendering to the stream of refugees to our country. Let us know how we can help. For Dutch Buzz, I'm Lilian Strobach. Meet the international community in The Hague. Den Haag.